0: Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. Thank you for joining Community IT for this podcast, Part One. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for part two in your podcast feed.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the Community IT Innovators presentation on IT leadership at nonprofits. I'm excited to introduce our panelists today, Jan Hammerstrom, who's CEO of Community IT, and David Deal, who's the founder and former president of Community IT, now co-founder and partner at Build Consulting. And between them, they have decades of experience both being executive leaders and interacting with IT leaders at nonprofit clients, whether large or small, with a variety of IT needs. So today we're gonna to talk about this theme of leadership. My name is Carolyn Woodard. I'm the Outreach Director for Community IT, and I'm the moderator today. So I'm very happy to hear from our experts. And Johan, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, happy to. Um, Thanks for for having me today on the webinar. Looking forward to discussing this topic. Uh, I've been with Community IT for over 20 years, have worked with hundreds of nonprofits in that time, and have really seen the value and importance of strong IT leadership. It's a topic that um, it's kind of near and dear to my heart. So I'm I'm looking forward to the discussion.
3: Yeah, just uh, really really glad to uh, be here today. Um, as Carolyn mentioned, I, I used to be at Community IT uh, for about 20 years, and I've uh, been at Build now for about eight years, but definitely involved in uh, helping to grow those organizations and helping nonprofits to grow out their uh, technology support and IT functions. So it's definitely a topic I've... Uh, Thought a lot about and worked on a lot with uh, Johan and Carolyn and and others. So uh, really glad to be here today. Really glad to see some familiar names in the attendee list and uh, also some new ones. Um, so Build Consulting is uh, a, a team of people across the U.S. Uh, it sounds really large, but we're a, a small firm that works exclusively with nonprofits in the U.S. and Canada, mostly mid-sized and large nonprofits. We are independent of any vendors. So uh, uh, whether it's Microsoft or Google or Salesforce or Blackbot or anyone else, we um, really sit on the client's side of the table and figuring out what's going to be best for them. So we we provide technology and data strategy uh, for organizations, both in CIO roles and through assessment and software selection projects and through leading implementations. And we do that with a strong focus on organizational change management. So technology alone is uh, almost never the answer, and so we really focus on those other things that help organizations to use technology effectively.
1: Thank you. And um, I'll jump in and talk a little bit about uh, community IT before we begin. So if you're not familiar with us, uh, we are a 100% employee owned managed services provider. So we provide outsourced IT support. We work exclusively with nonprofit organizations. And our mission is to help nonprofits accomplish their missions through the effective use of technology. So we're big, big fans of what well-managed IT can do for your nonprofit. And we serve nonprofits across across the United States also. We've been doing this for over 20 years. Um, We are technology experts, and we are consistently given the MSP 501 recognition for being a top MSP, which is an honor we received again in 2022. So I want to remind everyone that for these presentations, as David was just talking about build um, consulting, we also are vendor agnostic. So we only make recommendations to our clients and only based on their specific business needs. So we never try to get a client into a product because we get an incentive or any kind of benefit. We do consider ourselves a best of breed IT provider. So it's our job to know the landscape, what tools are available, reputable, and widely used. And we make recommendations on that basis for our clients based on their business needs, priorities, and budget. The next thing we're going to talk about is our learning objectives. Um, today, we wanted to discuss career paths and uh, ideas to identify new leaders of IT at nonprofits. We want to understand the importance of IT leaders learning to match real business needs of their organizations and IT needs with uh, their roadmap. And we want to learn the importance of prioritizing, setting the example, and holding yourself, your staff, and your organization accountable. We want to go ahead and jump into this conversation. I think uh Johan, you were going to take the lead on this slide with discussing career paths and ideas to identify new leaders of IT at nonprofits.
2: Yeah. Um, and there's you know a couple of different ways that we were gonna approach talking about this issue. Um, and and one of them is sort of the specific IT backgrounds that um people have in IT, and we'll talk about that in a second. But um, one of the other ways to kind of think about developing IT leadership is to think about the different skills that are required to be an effective leader. And um, you know, how does someone in IT develop those skills? So some of the um some of the skills that are necessary to be a good leader in general, and, and generally when someone grows into a leadership role, uh, the typical path is to start at the manager level and then move up to the director level and then move up to the executive level. And, and you know, broadly speaking, manager is someone who oversees the work that other people are doing and helps guide and direct their efforts. A director is someone who oversees the management that managers are providing and helps to um, in, ensure that the strategy of the organization is being executed effectively. And then someone at the executive level is helping to um, develop organizational strategy, providing a long-term vision for the organization. And that's a sl- somewhat overly simplistic way of, of looking at leadership, um, but I think it's a helpful structure for thinking about um, you know, move, moving up the ladder, if you will, if you're if you're in IT, or if you're responsible for IT, and and you need good leadership in your IT function, um, so starting at the management level, you know what are the skills that are needed to be an effective manager, and and some of those, you know, might be um, they they start with the individual. So does does someone in IT have good personal time management skill? Are they able to manage themselves effectively? Are they good at um, you know planning out tasks and ensuring that you know, tasks and initiatives get completed in a in a timely manner. Um, another important skill for management is communication, being able to communicate effectively with the people that you're managing, making sure that they understand the overall task that the team is is working towards. And then another skill is change management. So understanding the impact that technology changes, and initiatives and projects are having on the rest of the organization and its use of the technology and just kind of anticipating, you know, what what's this change going to mean for the end users? So that's a good starting point if if someone if you're someone who's in IT and you're interested in moving into a leadership role, or if you're someone who has leadership responsibilities and you're interested in cultivating um, or identifying IT staff that you know, show promise, show leadership potential. Um, you know, starting with you know their ability to manage themselves is a the good a good place to look.
3: Yeah, I think thank you, Johan, for that. I think um, I I look at this question and I feel like it's a uh, you know provocative question. Um, like, do you have to be an IT to uh, to to become an IT leader, uh, or can you find IT leaders who are outside of the traditional IT career paths and so, so I think it's a little bit of a false choice here with this question. I think uh, there will undoubtedly be future managers and directors and and senior leaders on the IT track, but I think there are also those who aren't on that track who could feasibly lead IT. And a lot of times they might have a role that looks like a, a COO role or some other role that has responsibility for technology. Um, because what's needed from a technology leader at the manager level is very different than what's needed from them at the senior leader level, right? Uh, and I think they, they do certainly build, each level builds on the others to some extent. Um, and w- what I mean by that is, you know, first, you need to be able to manage yourself well before you can manage others well, before you can lead others. So they certainly build in that sense. But, you know, I think the career path to being an IT leader doesn't have to necessarily lead up through you know, IT channels. I think it will 90% of the time, but sometimes you can find a great leader who's not from that path, who has supervised people on that path, who can really make an effective kind of CIO uh, for an organization. So um, I think that's one important thing I'd add to what you said. Um, you know, I think uh, it's interesting, our attendees, it's a mix of leaders who are probably thinking about how do we cultivate this uh, next generation of management and leadership, but it's also uh, people who are not in leadership roles currently. And I think for those people who aren't in leadership roles yet, um, I would offer just a little bit of guidance. Um, you know, I think I think becoming a manager, becoming a leader, it's not like a point in time activity. It's not a class you take. It's not a webinar you attend. Sorry, we're not going to have all the answers today. Um, It's really being a a lifetime learner and having a commitment to that, right? Uh, and, And my own path took me through things like the Servant Leadership School for, you know, classroom learning and, and Uh, You know, probably a skill path back in the day uh, was some of the webinars I would attend and, you know, peer learning programs. I was in a group called Entrepreneurs Organization. Uh, And then once I did a summer program, the the EO MIT program, and I think all of those things were activities, webinars, uh, learning activities, each that kind of added a piece to my toolkit in figuring out how to become a, a better manager or leader. So. Uh, I just think uh, and maybe we'll talk at the end about some resources for those sorts of things. But, you know, uh, have that commitment to being a lifetime learner, Uh, learn about yourself, learn what you need to do and develop to be to become a manager and leader and to become a better manager and leader. Um, And then, you know, I really think becoming a good leader is in part about knowing your blind spots uh, and then surrounding yourself with people who uh, with team members or consultants who can see things that you can't. Uh, we all have strengths and weaknesses and, and kind of knowing yourself is one of the most uh, important steps to being able to be effective in any of those later roles, manager, director, leader.
1: Um, I was just going to jump in to say that I did put um a resource in the chat and I wondered if people who are on the webinar also might want to share resources that they know of and use for leadership development and um kind of learning these um, issues um. I wanted to. I'm sorry, Johan. I wanted to just jump in and ask about mentors. So I feel like I was very lucky to have good le- mentors. Kind of find me in the different places I was at when I was younger in my career. But for people who aren't having someone reach out to them to offer mentorship, what would you guys um, recommend in terms of finding mentors? Like, how do you go about that?
2: Well, I was I was very fortunate because uh, my my first boss was Dave, and uh, he, you know. Mentored me for many many years um, in my in my leadership path and, and in growing into a leadership role. So I I was just extremely fortunate. Um, and Dave can speak a little bit more about uh, his. You know he I I remember he was very intentional, um, especially in the early days of community IT about um, seeking out mentors and um, constantly um, you know finding organizations peers. Um, and other individuals that you know he could learn from so i'll i'll let him speak more to that in a second but um i just wanted to just um you know really affirm what you were saying dave about um, learning and the importance of of learning and i think that you know, that's kind of the 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 key of being a good leader is that you're always learning um, and you're always having to to grow um to be an effective leader and i think you know, most leaders um, in, in professional services have a really strong foundation in a specific area. So, if you're in IT, uh, maybe you have a really strong foundation in infrastructure or in databases or in um, data analysis or data management. Um, if you're coming from operations, maybe you have a, a strong foundation in project management or in you know financial management. So, I think, you know, a lot of leaders in nonprofit organizations, you know, start their career in a particular, in a particular area and build an incredibly strong foundation. But then the leadership path is all about adding new skills and adding new competencies that you build on top of that um, initial foundation. And so, if you're coming at IT, if you're not, if you don't have an IT background, um, but you've you know been given some leadership over IT then you know you, you you can rely on whatever your foundational background is but you're going to have to learn you know you're going to have to learn IT at some level in the in the same way that if you're coming from an IT background and you're moving into a director role or a CIO or CTO role you're going to have to learn how to read a financial statement like you to be an effective business leader nonprofit leader you have to understand um, the finance side of the organization, so that's something you're going to have to teach yourself. But in the same way, if you're coming from a financial background, you're going to have to learn IT, and and it's possible. It's possible to learn it at a level um, sufficient enough to um, to be able to to lead and and oversee it.
3: Uh, I'll just add, uh, you know, certainly Johan, thank you for the comment, and I've learned a ton from you as well, and I feel like. Um, certainly, uh, Chris Chang, who founded our parent company back in the day, was an early sort of mentor for me in being an entrepreneur and being a technology consultant. Um, I think over the years, the the peer learning I talked about has been such an important resource to supplement the, um, you know, the book learning, the webinar learning as well, because that's where you can really wrestle with. Here's what I'm trying to do in my current management or director or leadership role. Here's what's working, and here's what's not, and here's similar things from your peers who are in similar positions facing similar challenges. Um, I just think uh, that's part of the lifetime learning experience. You you learn something, you try to apply it, you wrestle with it. Something new comes up that you weren't learning about, that you have to deal with, uh, and then you work through it with others. Um, so, I, you know, just one one other thing that came to mind as we're thinking about this. Uh, l- looking at it from the senior leader perspective, uh, Johannes, we were preparing for this, you talked a little bit about cultivating leaders and cultivating managers. and uh, that really landed for me like that you it's not just about picking them. It's not just about people have applied for the job and you've got to find the right one. I mean, that's part of it, but you know, every manager and leader has room to grow. And so how do you cultivate uh, the the skills and competencies? Uh, for them to be better managers and better leaders.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, one of the philosophies that I've always, um, you know, has really resonated with me is the strength strengths based approach. So Marcus Buckingham uh, and, and Gallup um, put together this strengths finder um, assessment tool. But the basic principle behind the strengths based approach is that you find out what people are strong at, what their natural strengths are. And then you focus on building up those strengths rather than identifying weaknesses and trying to get them to make their weaknesses better. And ultimately, like leaders have to compensate for their weaknesses. So no one's good at everything, everybody has certain things that they're good at and certain things that they're not great at. But that's the value of a team approach. You know, if you, if, and if you clearly understand, I'm really good at, um, Communicating to users, I'm not great at business process. I'm not great at managing projects. Then you can bring in someone to do project management, and you know provide. And you're providing the vision for the project, and then the other person is, um, you know, compensating, doing something that they're good at. I mean, that's kind of the, the beauty of a of a team-based approach. So if you're cultivating, you know, leadership um, and management um, potential in IT. It's really important to understand where people are strong and um, where they're weak, also where their weaknesses are. Because I think one of the big challenges that I've seen over the years in IT is that if someone is um, with an IT background is interested in moving into a leadership role, but they're not really completely aware of the things that they may not be strong at at the leadership level, they'll tend to sort of subconsciously compensate for it by just going back to what they're familiar with, which is the technical. And they'll end up just going back and doing all the technical work and kind of falling back on that, you know, because of their, um, the uncertainty they feel, you know, with a lot of the new leadership responsibilities that they've, that they're taking on. So I think it's both a combination of just being aware of that in yourself, maybe seeing it in other leaders that you're helping to cultivate and bring up. Um, And then also like, telling people it's okay to be outside of your comfort zone. Like if you're going to move, you know, into leadership roles, you're going to be given responsibilities that you've never had experience with before. And that can be, that can make you feel really uncomfortable. Um, But I think what you, you know, if you're bringing someone into that role or if you yourself are moving into that role, the more honest you are about it, um, the better chance you have of dealing with it effectively.
3: There's some, Great point, Johan. I just want to chime in with a couple of supporting points. I think one of the most common challenges I'll see for a new manager is exactly what you were saying about they'll fall back on what they're comfortable with, which is the, the doing, the technical. And really, when you start managing other people, the the big question that comes up is what do I do and what do I delegate or you know, lead someone else in doing? And that's attention it's such a difficult um, path to walk for for some managers to kind of figure out that right balance because most managers are going to need to be hands-on with some things but they also need to know where to be hands off um, the second thing and this is a shout out to Carolyn some of what you're posting in chat there uh, I see you posted the Clifton strengths um, but I think uh, to this you know understand your team understand yourself, kind of that train of thought at build we use clifton strengths and really believe in that but things like the enneagram or myers-briggs or the disc assessment lots of different things out there to help you understand what you and what your teammates are good at and what they're not good at highly recommend
1: that's great thanks a lot for those um, resources
0: thank you for joining community it for this podcast part one Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits. Listen for part two in your podcast feed. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website www.communityit.com so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.